It came from Gen X. <laughs> welcome, welcome, welcome. This is It Came From Gen X, fresh off the NBA All-Star Weekend of last week. That's right, you see my boy Fish still shooting hoops. We are glad to be here with you all today uh, on a very warm, beautiful mm -hmm. February day where we are here yeah. in the great city of Akron, Ohio. And, um, man, it was good to see the snow melt, a little bit of sunshine. We don't know how long it's going to last, fellas, but we're going to take advantage of it. Thank you for being here with us. I'm your co-host, Keith Porter, along with your other host, Michael Skinbone Skinner and Brian Fishbone Fisher. What's up, Skinner? Hey, nothing much. Had a good weekend. Well, moving weekend. We're getting mom's stuff to, out of the house so we can sell it. But, we had a uh, busy weekend. I don't know about good. We but busy. <laughs> well, we had a we uh, had a work lunch uh, dinner at Fleming's on uh, oh, Saturday nice. night. And uh, did, I, you, did you see Tina? I did see Tina. Uh, she came yeah. over and gave me a dirty look because I didn't uh, request her. But I didn't make the reservation. It was through work. But um, boy, if you've never ate at that place, we can, I'll give them a shout out. Yeah, they're awesome. Incredible food. Absolutely mm -hmm. incredible. Now nah, I might have to go there this weekend. <laughs> the experience was top notch from the, you pull into the front door and it's got valet parking to, you know, everybody's in bow tie and suits and, and yeah, tuxedos. even peeing pee there is great. You know, it's a great place to pee. Yeah, it was, it was a great experience. So Marcy enjoyed it. <laughs> Good food. And, uh, but yeah, busy That's weekend. older guys. Yeah, that matters, you know. Yeah, uh, how's no. the peeing? I got you. <laughs> Sir, are you buying? Are you having it? Are you having anything to eat? Nope. Nope. Just nope. want to pee. This here, this here to use the bathroom. Just want to hear you say your facilities. Yep. That's it. Yep. Fish, what's going on, man? How was your weekend, bro? Hey, good weekend. Uh, as you guys know, I do the other podcast, Convincing Idiots. So one of our main guys, Dean, helped him move in. Actually, Dean and, uh, uh, and Nick, we both helped move Dean's girlfriend into his uh, place. So uh -oh. big move for him. Nice. Uh, progression of his life and their relationship so that so was let terrific me, let me translate all this for you people who are listening yep. dean mm -hmm. has a real friend and fisher yeah. here <laughs> right. that's a, oh, helping you people help move. somebody move you're a real friend oh, it's a, you did not it's help level. move you helped his girlfriend move you're oh, all right yeah. with me buddy <laughs> yeah that's a that's a, that's another level of friend when you get the yes, moving yes, uh, van yes indeed so that was nice and then uh uh last evening nice dinner with uh my daughter peyton her boyfriend joey Lovely girlfriend Allie and her daughter Marla went out to dinner. BJ's Brew House up in Fairlawn, nice, uh, nice service, good menu. Uh, not Fleming's level, not Skinner's level of Fleming's, right. <laughs> but it was a, a nice dinner and quality uh, family time. So that was great. How about you, uh, Keith? How are you? I had a very slow weekend. I didn't leave the mm -hmm. house except to run to a couple stores here and there. I mm -hmm. sat home and called my girlfriend often. You you know her, Amy. Amy Zahn. Some of you know her as Amazon. <laughs> ordered a, ordered a, had, had a bunch of stuff come here this week. You know, like my new lights. You guys see my new lights? Can't yep. see them. But um, I was in the house most of the weekend. Had a great, great church service yesterday. And uh, I am ready to get busy. Got a lot of interviews to do for the upcoming Porterhouse series. And, mm -hmm. of course, Hallie's house is taking off in all sorts of different directions. Lots of work to do. So, I'm ready to get started. So, yeah, Keith also ordered some items, Skinner, from a, in a brown uh, plastic or brown paper wrapper. Hey, uh, you weren't supposed to say anything. I got you. Yeah. Unmarked. Yep. <laughs> I'm not sure what's in them, but secret admirer kind of thing. 
Yep. No. Something like that. Something like that. No. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. <laughs> okay. All right, Fish, tell uh, them where they can find this crazy show, man. All right. Well, you, you might find us on a, a plain brown wrapper delivered to your right. home information about the show. You can find us there, perhaps. You might be listening to us on uh, WMVU.org, Global Internet Radio, Mondays from 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern. Just pull up their app or their site, listen to us live there. Also, the other fine content, music, other shows, etc. Listen to us whenever you want to on demand. We can be found on many major podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Verbal, and more. Uh, just give us a subscribe on your platform of choice, and as we upload episodes, they will flow to you like special packaging to Keith's home via Amazon. You can also stream us right on our Facebook page at Open It Came From Gen X. <laughs> Open and private, that's right. Uh, it Came From Gen X on Facebook. There's a new feature there. You uh, Subscribe to our podcast right through the page. Right, again, free of charge. Post up there, give us a like. Subscribe to our podcast there. And uh, you can also watch us on YouTube. It Came From Gen X. All show links to all social media. YouTube, Facebook, uh, uh, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Two main areas. It came from Gen X Link Tree. Look us up there. It's simply a platform uh, with links to our stuff. And our website, it came from Gen X, one word, dot wordpress.com. It came from Gen X, dot wordpress.com. Check us out there. All links to all episodes, videos, uh, promos, etc. all there. And if you choose to sponsor the show, a link to our Patreon account can be found on our website as well. If you want to throw us a couple of bucks one time or you know, a dollar a month, whatever you want to do, if you want to. You don't have to do that, but if you do, we appreciate that. Um, that's it. So we appreciate your support out there. If you like our stuff, tell a friend, share, subscribe. We appreciate it more than you know. Yes, we do, and thank you very much. And hey, if you are overseas, like Germany yes, or Ireland or somewhere, we want to say thank you and welcome uh, to the show and hey we'd like to hear from you so send us a shout out hit us up on facebook or something um mm-hmm. we'd certainly like to hear from you so hey, hey real quick shirts. you can catch out shout out to our ireland folks Wear my sons yes. of anarchy uh, ireland uh t-shirt today all right i don't know if you guys ever awesome. watched that show i saw the sons of anarchy i didn't see the ireland on the bottom till you backed yes, up yes sir it's ireland it's okay. iron from the ireland uh all right uh and series. what's the hat uh, What's it the hat, is uh, Columbus Fair Auto Auction where I sell cars for uh, for public auction for work. Okay, and Fish is rocking. In my opinion, one of the greatest years in music and sports combined. Yeah. Nineteen eighty six NBA champs mm-hmm. uh, Boston Celtics T shirt, mm-hmm. and of course the classic black. With the white outline Cavs hat, uh, and we'll talk about Cleveland a little uh, coming up here in a minute. And of course, I am rocking my ode to police police hat, police shirt. I wear this around town, and people drop drugs on the floor in bathrooms and restaurants. So <laughs> it's, it's, it's quite funny. But anyway, all right, it's a way. It's a way Keith gets free drugs. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, so that's what's in those brown that. paper bags. Don't, don't well, he, could be. He does not do drugs, people. <laughs> okay, <laughs> where are we clear? All right. So, hey, a little bit different tonight, guys. Uh, we're going to skip world news. 
And Skitter and I are going to kind of, we got a lot to talk about, uh, a common subject, right? So go ahead, Skimbone, take it away, my man. Well, yeah, we're uh, we're going to start out and just combine sports with uh, the world news because it's a kind of a news uh, breaking news story. Uh, did you guys hear about uh, what happened in Wisconsin yesterday with Jawan Howard? He saw the clip little, on ESPN. Yeah. yeah, he got a little testy with uh, the coach from Wisconsin. Uh, they were up by a little, little bit. <laughs> they were up by Wisconsin's up by ten or twelve, I think, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And with fifteen seconds to go, he called a timeout. I didn't. I haven't heard why the timeout was called, but Jawan Howard took uh, offense to that, um, and he let the coach know uh, at the end of the game when they were high fiving or you know shaking hands uh, when you're supposed mm-hmm. to show sportsman like um, behavior. He decided yes. he wanted to start a freaking brawl, and that what's that leads into more that we're going to talk about. But uh, yeah, what a what a jerk. I don't, I'm going to be nice and try to stay uh, clean, uh, being a family okay, show. Okay, now we, we're, we're, we, we got a lot to unfold here with this, so I, yeah. I got to stop you before you go too far. No, please, go ahead. He, Chime he, in when he, you he need to. He didn't start a brawl. He did not start a brawl. I, I'm going to give him that much. He did not start a brawl. Uh, he, thankfully, the referees were there because they stopped the brawl from happening. Let's say that. Yeah. So, uh, so, so. I know you got a lot to say about this, and mm-hmm. let me, Go let me give him a little opener to this. So here, here's what happened. First of all, uh, Coach from Wisconsin called a timeout with seconds left to go. Um, he wanted to get his walk-on players on the court, which was stupid because what are you going to do in a few seconds? The game was over. Game was won. Also, Michigan was pressing. Why are you pressing with double digits, uh, a double-digit lead and seconds left? You can't win the game. So they both were doing stupid coaching moves. Now, from what I watch, I got to watch a lot of sports shows today and hear from a lot of basketball players and basketball coaches, and they all said one thing in common. It's kind of an unwritten rule that in a lead like that with seconds left, you don't call timeout. It's kind of disrespectful. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just want to point sure. that out. That has no bearing in my opinion, <clears throat> but that's what they talked about. So apparently this is why Juwan Howard got mad. Now, I'm going to say this because I'm going to give my opinion as we go along. Whether or not that's true or not, is that really why you got mad? Because, dude, that's not enough to get that testy about. I think you were pissed off because you got your butt kicked on national television. That's my opinion. So, as they went to go shake hands, Dewan Howard was mad, had his finger out, and before he even got close to the Wisconsin coach, he said to him, I'll remember this because he was ticked off about it. He didn't want to have anything to do with him, and he went to sidestep him. Now, here's where the Wisconsin coach messed up. He grabbed him by his arm and and tried to, I don't know, explain his case or whatever. I couldn't hear what he was saying, but he grabbed him and pulled him back. I don't give a crap what was done on the basketball court. Stuff like that's done every day. Coaches get mad every day. But to me, this is real simple. The simple rule that your mama taught you when you was young, don't put your hands on nobody. Right. Okay? And he crossed that line, which was wrong. Now, in the hood, we have an old saying, don't start nothing, won't be nothing. So he started something when he did that. And I'm so glad to hear that we've already got the punishments uh, before this show started, already has been levied, and he has been suspended, uh, and 
and and I think he's been fined a little bit too, maybe just suspended a little bit. So with that being said, he was wrong. Now with that being said, I don't give a crap what that dude did. Nothing, nothing warrants you to take a swing at another coach. And I heard Stephen A. Smith today, and he had me so mad. Oh, Juwan Hart's a good brother. I don't want to see him fired. He's a good brother. And but, but you know what? It's a lot of good brothers do stupid stuff and get fired. Dude, you coach kids. Oh, yeah. Coach that's kids. the biggest thing. How many? So not only are you a a coach, but you're like a father figure. You, they're, they're going into their manhood under your tutelage. Mm -hmm. How many of those kids did you sit in their living rooms with their parents to get them to leave their homes from far away to come to your program and promise their parents you would take care of their kids. You would leave their kids. You would be an example for their kids. And you punched the coach in the face because you was ticked off. Not because somebody punched you. Not because somebody was attacking one of your players, but because you were mad. I'm sorry. That dude should be fired. I'm not saying he should never coach again, but he should be fired. Now, I'm glad they fired him. They suspended him for the rest of the season, and I think Michigan is doing this the right way. They didn't come out and say you're fired. They suspended you for the rest of the season. When the season's over, they evaluate it. Then they fire you. I hope that's what they're doing because that would be the right way to do this. Well, my only but, problem with that is the suspension is only five games. That's all that's left. But that's the rest, but that's the rest of the season, though. I, I, I that's get the rest it. of the yeah. season. So it you know is. what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay. So I, 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 but if they fire him, that doesn't matter, right? Right. Right. Let me ask you this: What would happen because you got two players that got suspended too? Mm -hmm. for throwing punches. What if one of those kids got hit in the eye socket or something their career was over with? Oh, yeah. what if what if fans or our parents jumped into it and we have another uh, melee like we had at the palace? Mm -hmm. This could have gotten really out of hand bad, not because of what a player did, but because of what the coach, the leader of kids, the leader of young men, and I'm glad that dude is suspended for the rest of the season because that's bull crap. So I think what happened, the punishments, I was really going to be mad if they screwed this up, but I think they're doing just the right thing. Well, I hope so. Yeah, like I said, it, it makes me mad it's only five games because you think back to when uh, Coach Woody Hayes from Ohio State punched a player, his job was his job ended immediately. Yeah, he, he he resigned, but he knew his he, but his the writing yeah, was he on the been wall. Fired right? Had he not resigned, that's true. Right, and so, he could have got uh, criminal charges pressed against him. Correct, and that very well. This it's the same situation. Just because it's between two coaches doesn't mean anything. It's the same. No, the same it, thing. Different I, era. I think it's more egregious than you know uh, if it was in the NFL or or the NBA or something like that because you. Everything you've said to these kids, how many uh, mor moral speeches have you given, you know, in mm -hmm. practice or in the locker room? Probably countless ones. You have no more credibility. Mm -hmm. Now, I know we live in, in, in a world where people make mistakes and you have to, everybody deserves a second chance. But in my opinion, there are some jobs where there's no margin for error. And that to, and that was just unnecessary. I can see if it was something where I, we're sitting here going, man, yeah, he had to hit him. You know what I'm saying? He made a mistake, but he had to hit him. No, you didn't, dude. You no. did, nobody did nothing to you that warned you. Nobody did nothing to you warning you being that mad, first of all. You lost. You should have played better. You should have coached better. Hmm. But the punch, the, come on, dude. 
We got to stop the, the stupid stuff, man. And you got to send a message to those kids, too, to let them know that there's no no toleration for this. Yeah, you talk about fish. Go ahead. Go you ahead, got fish. a comment? I was going to say, I mean, you raise a good point there. We, you, that there was a couple kids that had to be s- separated, a couple mm-hmm. Michigan players that got into, you know, like you say, the, it, the kids just kind of followed suit. Yeah. If yeah. all that would have been they calm, none of that, none of that crap would have happened. So you're right. Broke you your kinda, hand. You, sure. Anything. Yeah. You know? I think he's out. I think he's going to be out. I yeah, think. I, I think, I, like I you think say, so I think too. that's what they're going to do. Now, they're going to evaluate, like you say, let things calm down, not create a, a extra, extra tension to it right now, and it'll be quietly exited. I'm sure at the end of the season. That'd be my bet. Yeah. But yeah. And one of the things that really ticked me off, just uh, being off today, so I was able to watch a lot of the sports shows. Um, it, it, you know, I almost can't stand anymore when something happens like this, or maybe a crime is committed when one perpetrator is white and the other one's black. I just I, I, like here we go, because as soon as you start getting opinions uh, from quote unquote experts. It's almost as sides things as take it. And it's like, if you're black, you automatically got to defend this person if you're white. And I started hearing it today. Seth Greenberg came right off the bat, just acting like Wisconsin coach did nothing wrong. And I'm like, really, dude? And then, you know, Stephen A. Smith came out with this. Oh, he's a good brother. And I kept saying, why do you keep saying that? What does that mean? What if what if what if Seth Greenberg was defending a Wisconsin coach and kept saying, "Well, he's a good old boy. You shouldn't be fired. He's a good old boy." Right. I mean, stop this stuff, dude. Yeah. I don't give a crap. He's a good brother or not. You know what I'm saying? We got to call black, black, white, white. We got to call right, wrong, and, and and call it like it is, and stop the stupid games, man. Just just dumb. Yeah. If any of us punched anybody at work, we'd be out. Oh yeah, <laughs> fired <laughs> immediately. <laughs> So yep. yeah, so no questions asked. So when you think about what yep. happened yesterday, and it's very egregious because it is a coach of young kids, like you said, looking out for a, fa- uh, a coach as a father <clears throat> figure for these 18, 19, 20 year old kids that are trying to learn how to be men. You said it perfectly. These kids, some of them have the opportunity to go to the NBA, but just like in uh, baseball, um, or football that is only two percent of them go into the NBA. Mm-hmm. So it's um, you can't even use that. But it when we talk about when I, first thing I thought of when I saw the story about yesterday, it immediately took me back to um, when was that? It was February of twenty. When the hell was it? Um, I'm sorry, I had the date here. Oh, November 19th, 2004, when Indiana Pacers was in Detroit. Oh, in Detroit, yeah, playing uh, Detroit Pistons, and Ron Artest. Another incident that ticked me off. Yeah, it ticked a lot of people off for many different reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, Ben Wallace and um, and Ron Artest were at each other the entire game. The game was pretty much won. I, I don't even remember who won the game at this point. But Artest and uh, Ben Wallace ended up getting into a scuffle on the court. Um, Ron Artest tried to calm down. He was laying on the scores table, and then this idiot fan by the name of John Green decided he Mm -hmm. was going to throw his freaking beer on Ron Artest. And as soon as that happened, Ron Artest, pardon the phrase, lost his shit and immediately went into the stands. Now, that was completely wrong. 
But there's so many wrongs leading up to him doing the most. So many, right. There's so many wrongs that led him doing to the utmost complete wrong thing of all, going into the stands and after a fan. I agree. So, yeah, I mean, there's so many things that happened to lead up to that. But that's that's the first thing I, I that came so to mind. I have so many mixed emotions. So many mixed emotions about that because one thing that whole incident did was brought a light on the, sec- the security or lack thereof mm-hmm. to protect the players. Right. And there's been a history as of mm-hmm. late of fans being out of control with players. Um and for that guy to throw a drink on an already temperamental player who just got into a fight. That's idiotic. Gosh, I hate to say it, but I almost understand. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's idiotic. I almost that, understand. Of that fan. But what could have happened? I mean, it was bad enough, but what could have happened going up in the stands like that could sure. have been so disastrous. I, I shudder to think about it mm-hmm. because the thing, the only thing I think and care about is fans rushing out of there and some kids getting trampled. Yeah. That that was my biggest fear when I saw that whole thing. Right. So it could just never, ever happen. I, I understand our test. I totally understand, bro. But that just can never happen. Right. You get paid a whole lot of money to put up with some crap. Doesn't get that fan the right. No. And he should have been arrested, as far as I'm concerned. No. Yeah, but he should have been. You get paid a lot of money to, to put up with some crap because that could never happen. Yeah. That, Fish, Fish, do you remember that? Melee, the malice. I do remember that. I do remember that. Yeah. And you mentioned there was, a, you know, you mentioned already, but there there is a documentary. And then is it on yeah. Netflix? I think it Something is. Something like There's that. Like a, it's like a series of, of sports documentaries and stuff like that. But I haven't watched it yet. But yeah, I, but you're right. It, 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 a lot of people can get hurt. Uh, like you say, just let 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 things happen as they should. They'll stay out of they, let, they they'll take that guy. They'll kick him out of there. They'll probably ban him. I agree with you. Throw the book at fans mm-hmm. and do that type of stuff. You have to deter. You're right. It, mm-hmm. You have to de- deter that type of behavior with force. Uh, to you know uh, to uh, calm that stuff down. But um, but you're right. As a player, you got to you got to yeah. keep your cool. How that's many all, players at the very have least, it's stadiums or arenas and to get pummeled by drinks and beer and popcorn and sure. stuff. I mean, come on, man. It, yep. it shouldn't happen, but it's all part of it. And I tell you what, you know, pay me ten million dollars a year. I'll you can throw some beer on me, <laughs> whatever you know, yeah. twenty million or whatever they make. It's ridiculous. Um, what well, yep. you know, you Skinner, you went back. Uh, I I was thinking back when um. A couple of instances in the past that involved coaches. And of course, this was the other way around. Um, Isaiah Thomas put his hands around the throat of their assistant coach oh. uh, during the fight one time. And I thought that was quite egregious. To, to hit somebody is one thing, to put your hands around somebody's throat. Um, and I thought he got off very, very light on that one. And of course, uh, the, the most famous one. Yes, there you go. Um, That's right. Yeah. That wasn't Isaiah Thomas. That was uh, that was somebody else. Yeah, that, that was, was uh, the coach. Gosh, no, that was that was PJ was the coach, but the player was uh Spreewell. Yes, the Spreewell. Spreewell. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yes. Yep. Um, who I thought was a ignorant punk to begin with, but I don't know how this guy got back in the NBA that soon. I understand mm-hmm. uh, Carlissimo was uh, uh was something else. And it was and he was pushing him, but dude, if you can't handle uh, a tough coach, then you shouldn't be in the NBA, let alone uh, you know, uh, junior basketball. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So to put your hands on the coach in practice at that level, to me, that guy should have never been able to play 
again. And uh, that's the way I felt about it. I thought that was a horrible message that he was back in the NBA allowed to make millions. And you don't have any more self-control than that. Uh, another person, too, Pedro Martinez, when he threw Zimmer. Now, Zimmer did charge the mound uh, when he pitched for Boston Celtics. And uh, they're playing the Yankees. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Sox. Red Sox, you mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red Boston Celtics. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Boston Red Sox. And uh, Zimmer did come out to the mound, but dude, I, you know, if a 200 pound old man comes at me, I'm just going to stand there. What is he going to do? You know, he gave the excuse that he <laughs> defended himself. Seriously. So I, I thought that was very, very, very bad too. That was a rough incident. And of course our own beloved, uh, we talked about Woody Hayes punching the player. So, you know, this isn't new. It's not new. No, but it's uncalled for. Very uncalled for, man. Because you look back, you think about all the stories of high school football games where it's not the kids that are have brawling, it's the freaking fans from the opposite team or of schools going onto the field, call you know, causing us crap. You know, parents living through their kids drives me absolutely insane. This might be a get off your lawn rant for the future about how these parents, these dance moms, these soccer moms, these these sports dads that uh don't have uh, an ounce of athletic ability, but they live through their kids who do. And then, you know, all hell breaks loose when they get pissed off because their kid doesn't play on the field or sits the bench. You know, there's movies and there's stories out there in nausea about that. So, yeah. Um, my problem is with uh, I'm trying to say this the right way. But I've been to uh, kids' sporting events, um, especially in the hood, if you will. And it's awful. It's awful. Um, I went to my son's basketball games growing up, all of his football games, and the parents were all supportive of the kids. Mm -hmm. The kids, did you hear me? Plural. They were supportive of the kids. I've gone to some of these games where parents are out there screaming at their kid and saying things like, you know, like some other kid was guarding their kid. He ain't nothing. Take him to the hole. He ain't nothing. He can't, you know, and then they're antagonizing that other kid's parents and fights break out like all the time. I want to say, shut up and sit down. One, you're embarrassing your child. And two, let these kids play. You know what I'm saying? And it's very annoying to me. And I've been very selective about where I go to see sporting events because I can't put up with that ignorant crap. Parents need to shut up and sit in the stands. You're not doing your kids any favor. My thoughts, Fish? Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, uh, yeah, as you guys know, my daughter was a cheerleader through high school. Mm-hmm. So I attended many football games and basketball games. Me too, and brother. the lo- yeah, man, the local school is a, it's, I won't name the school, but it's a, a very, it's a very, it's a, it's known for its athletic programs mm-hmm. locally. And you're right. I would be fascinated at the level that some of these parents get into some of the, there's a lot of people that are very calm. Very, mm-hmm. it's, it's not, it's not the norm. I, it's, maybe I'll say it that way. That's fair. Most, yeah. most parents All I right. find just do that very thing. They sit there, they root for their kids. They cheer on their kids. They're not bad mouthing anybody. But you, you're right. When when you have those parents out there that are so into it, it's I I never got it. To me, it's like you say. It's just it's guys. It's it's kids playing games. 
That's it. Just yeah. relax, calm down. Like you say, cheer them on. It, 99.99% of these kids, this is it. Yeah. Maybe Not some a- go to college and some, but beyond that, the, the odds are very, just like I say, just relax, support the kids. It's, to, it's, to it's be bewildering fair, to me. I want to balance yeah. what you said a little bit. There are some that are really into it, but they're not obnoxious about it. Correct. Yes, that's um, right. So I, there were yeah. a couple of fathers when my son grew up playing uh, high school football, and they actually influenced me because I used to go and sit in the stands. I would sit in the stands with his mother and enjoy the game and blah, 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 whatever. But there's these fathers who would go on the sideline or to yeah. the fence. God. And they would follow the team up the field, up the field, you know, wherever, the, you know what Amazing. I'm saying? And that's yeah. what they did. Oh, yeah. That's and they crazy. were so into the game, uh, but they didn't act obnoxious. Mm-hmm. But then there were some that yeah. was just like, come on. I don't get it. Just oh, yeah. The days of yeah. Keith standing down there at the fence with his bumblebee outfit on. Oh, why don't you shut <laughs> up? <laughs> That's how the girls got. I forgot you were at a lot of those games <laughs> yeah, with <I> was. me. <laughs> Every time he would show That's where up. That's I met Marcy. He would show up with his, you know, golden, his golden black. And it looked like it was f- it was yellow and black stripes, and man. he looked like a freaking bumblebee, and that's what the kids called him, Uncle Bumblebee, for a long time. <laughs> long time took a while to shake uh-huh. that. It's not quite dead yet, but yeah, that was the end of that shirt, right? <laughs> but you can spot him a mile away. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I was thinking when I bought that. I was just asking for ridicule. So yeah, so the moral of the story is you can't swing at a coach, you can't swing at a kid, and you can't have parents being assholes at high school football games or basketball games. Let these kids learn. Let these kids grow to be men and women. You know, they're playing sports to better themselves. They're not there to better yourself. And uh, mm-hmm. that's all I got to say about be that. Be the example. Yeah, there you be go. Be the example. Now, having said that, if we're all in the same location every week, Somebody would be punched in the face every week. Let's yeah, just I mean, let's just say that you by now fish. I'm let's just sure. let's just let's just put that out there. But you know, we're not kids. You know, fish has that influence on people yeah. wanting to swing at us. Yes, I, yes, I think I would have punched yes, fish a couple times. But that's right. That's right. That's right. Thank you very much. So, um, <laughs> I, I you know I just I, I know you just closed it out, but I just didn't think about if Jawan Howard does come back to, to the Michigan, what's he going to say when his kids get in a fight? What's what's that speech going to be like? That's a good question. <laughs> if I was do like, as I say, yeah, not as I not do. As I do. Right. Yeah, that old that old parent that old parent attitude. That's your yeah. next parenting, ain't it? Oh man. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, Skinner. Great stuff, man. We certainly had to. Uh, like minds on that one because that caught my attention all day long and I was really furious just anticipating um, that their schools would go about this a stupid way you know we don't give two craps about uh, Michigan around here but I was very proud of how Michigan's athletic director handled the whole situation he immediately called Wisconsin and apologized and, and talked to those people and there was swift action with Juwan Howard as well uh, I just hope that as you said, five games is not enough. So I hope this is just a prelude to be fired. Mm-hmm. Not saying this guy yep. should never coach again. Everybody deserves a second chance. That's correct. But you, but in the press conference, there was no remorse. There was no nothing. There was no what man I messed up. There was no nothing. Oh, no, there was no accountability from either either of them. From neither of right. them. Like seriously. Yep. All right. Thanks, yep. Skinner. Sports. Okay, guys, also, let's keep the sports thing going. Yesterday, um, certainly not by the time the show airs, but 
uh, in real time yesterday was the NBA All-Star game um, mm-hmm. in our backyard, Cleveland, Ohio. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, man, Cleveland coming up in the world. They had the uh, NBA draft. Uh, NFL draft. Uh, NFL draft a few years ago, and now they have the uh, NBA All-Star game. And I have to tell you, I was pretty proud of uh, the city of Cleveland. They put on a heck of a show. Sure. Um, it was first rate, maybe one of the best I've seen in a while for a lot of reasons. So <clears throat> there was so much to take from this, guys. And I want to hear your mm-hmm. comments on this. Um, first and foremost, I'm really proud of the team. The, the Cavs are finally starting to be a, a basketball team. And they've got yep. some great young talent. It was good to see two of the guys make the reserve squad, and they represented very well. Mm-hmm. They won yep. one of the skills competitions, if I'm correct. They did. The Caps won the skills competition. You're right. Yep. Yeah, they did, good, and they did great in the in the actual game. So that was the first thing uh, I wanted to point out. Um, then there was a, there was the performances. Now Macy Gray should not have smoked that joint when she came out to sing the national anthem, but <laughs> <laughs> she she did make it through it. Um, the band. I don't know where they got that band from during the uh, 75th, 75th anniversary, anniversary uh, yeah. when they brought all the, the great players. That was one of the most phenomenal bands I've ever heard in my life. Oh, I was hoping you would say something about that because I had it. Oh, ahead. my God. First of all, there was a horn section. It was a, a all-black band. And I heard everything from House of Pain to Ozzy Osbourne. Uh-huh. Oh, they yeah. played. Crazy train. They play Europe. Yeah. Uh I mean, this was just to hear that take on all those different songs, such a wide range was phenomenal. And I thought that was great. I'm going to tell you something, guys, that bothers me. I'm just going to be real honest here. When I hear NFL teams in the locker room, NBA teams in the locker room, or NBA this or NBA that, it's always hip hop. It's always hip hop. And I have no problem with that. But what I have a problem with is why can't it be equal? Because I get tired of players and it's just some people and some black people always want to have equality, but they think it should be their music or no other, no, no other way. Where's the rock? Where's the metal? You know, and you never get to hear that often. And I thought that was great that that band in particular Say, you know what? Yeah. We're going to spread it around, give a little bit of something for everybody. Mm-hmm. I thought yeah, that was a good point. I thought that was freaking awesome, and I love that. So, no, I didn't just catch. To point that I out. didn't catch it live like you guys did last night. I actually watched it this morning uh, on a computer, and uh, first thing that came to mind was I got to talk to Keith about that band during that seventy-five and uh, the seventy-five. Yeah, they were ceremony phenomenal. They were all over the place. The music. Even though there wasn't very much singing involved, there was not a lot of lyrics, but the right. way they went from song to song to song, and then they just phenomenal. Like you said, there was Europe. And that's a great point, too. They were like, man, they were spot on and all these different Absolutely arrangements. That was on. impressive. And then Earth, that Wind, and Fire came out and sang that song at the end. Yep. was gave me goosebumps, truthfully. It was so great to see Earth, Wind, and Fire. Still yeah. got it. It's one of the greatest groups. Shining Star, they say. Yes. Uh, that was great. it was phenomenal um, of course see, yeah and the tribute to all the great players i mean it was just great to see guys like elgin baylor out there uh you know of course jerry west is still around um 
a lot of these guys could barely walk. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Oh, oh man, no, he couldn't Boy. stand. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you said that, man. I had a lot of. I, I saw that. Whew. I was, I was sitting there sipping a drink, man. I had a lot of emotions, man. Yeah, it was I was like, like wow. I don't think they'll be doing this again because I don't think these guys can do it again, man. When, when Kareem turned and did that sky hook, yes, that was awesome. Yeah, I was like, man, that's that's the, the shell of what it used to be, right? <sighs> you know, when I was, it was kind of sad was, to see some of those guys shuffling out there like that. When I was, yeah, but they, you know, they, they were there though. They were there. A lot of them were when there. I was a teenager, early you know? '80s, back early mid '80s, when uh, I was a huge Boston Celtics fan. You know, you had oh, Kevin. Yeah. You know, Kevin McHale. I got to see him. I got to see you know, Larry Bird. It was a shame he couldn't be there. How last about night. Parrish? Did you see how he looked? Robert Parrish. Yeah, so the only thing we I was kind of surprised yeah. that uh, Craig Elo wasn't there. Not Craig Elo, but. Um, uh, <laughs> How funny would it would have been? Actually, I need to say yeah. that. How hilarious would would have been if when they introduced Michael Jordan, if he would have come out in Cleveland, and put this, and Craig Elo would have came out like he was guarding him. <laughs> yes, and he would have just like shot over him or something. That damn it, that was a missed that opportunity. That, that would have been, and Craig Elo probably would have done it if it had that asked him to do good it. Television. That would have been. Oh the, my the God, that would have been terrific! The, the blonde kid, um, guard for Boston. Play with who? Boston? Yes. Not Danny Ainge. Danny Ainge. There it is. I was hoping to see him because oh, okay. he, he was the only one missing from he, from the starting squad from that championship team in '86. You know, they had Parrish. Well, yeah, Boston, him, him and De- Dennis Johnson. Yeah, Dennis yeah. Johnson. Mm-hmm. I was surprised. Yeah. But their front court was there. It was. It was. Kind of, that, I, that was actually pretty cool to yeah, see that, I, that that front. That's a, the, the both, both the Boston and LA front court yeah. from those eighties yeah. powerful yep. teams were all in the top seventy five, and they yeah. were you know. So I, it was cool to see James Worthy, of course, Magic, yeah. Kareem. Like I say, I, I, I would like to send Bird live on there. Would have been cool uh, yeah, with well, with Parrish and McHale. And of course, he, we were, at I was, least he did I was the video thing. Attention to who got got the loudest <clears> pop. Um, mm-hmm. It was good to hear Lenny Wilkins get a good. Yeah, it was good, good to see him. It really was. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, obviously, when they announced Kobe, that was that was that was just heart wrenching. That was pretty powerful. And, uh, there was a cutaway to Vanessa. She's still crying. Um, yeah. Talk about her in a second. And um, of course, LeBron got a huge pop, but of course, and Magic got a decent pop, but nobody got one uh, like the man himself when he came on, Michael Jordan. Um, I was excited to see him. It's like it's still, 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 when they introduced him, he was the last guy they announced, and it was still exciting to see him come out there. And you saw him, you know, uh, him and Dennis Rodman having some jawing and stuff like that. That was cool. Yeah, and and of course, Shaq still a fool, man. Shaq just seems like the kind of guy. If you don't like Shaq, something's wrong with you. You know what I mean? He got a pretty good pop. Yeah, he was a Cleveland uh, Cavalier for a minute. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. So that that was a nice part of the show as well. Um, Being back to Vanessa, I wow. She's like, well, Kobe's gone. I'm going to eat now. Man, did she pick up some weight? I'm not wow. trying to be mean. I, listen, wow. hey, she looks phenomenal to me, man. I tell you what. I almost I didn't recognize her, her, but I wasn't going to go quite say what you just said. But, yeah, I didn't quite recognize I don't, her. Hey, listen, wow, I wouldn't kick her out the car for eating a double cheeseburger. That's for sure. <laughs> She's amazing. So, just, hey, this is, a, this, is a, this is the NBA 75 team, not the 75-pound team. <laughs> So that's terrible. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're, you're terrible, yeah. man. Um, 
why you make me lose my train of thought with you. <laughs> <laughs> no but listen it that those seeing those, I'm going to talk about that again. This, the, those players, man, mm. it just ah, it, it just so many years of watching those guys. It, it just, like I said, I just really, it was a lot of emotions for me. I'm sure for you yeah, guys. Yeah, see, see, it just, it was just the. You, you get those moments sometimes where, you know, you go through daily life. You know, things happen. Sometimes things happen. It's like ah, I'm getting a little older because right. of this or that. Yeah, but when I saw those guys come out there. And realize that the guys that we grew up with in the in the eighties that were so so good, these guys are now in their fifties and Larry Bird is from sixty five years old for Christ's sakes, you know. And it's like it's like God, it's like you know it all, it, it happens. You know, you can't stop it. But that was that it. really that's what I said hit it, me it last was night. Sad to see because it's hard when you see your heroes, yeah. not that same powerful figure anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. When a yeah. poor Iceman came out there shuffling, I'm like, who is this yeah. guy? I'm like, God and of course, dang it, that's, Jack, that's the Iceman, man. Those jackets weren't tailor-made, so they're all kind of uh, big on some of the guys. Come on, they're, man. Yeah. yeah. Just, you know, yeah, the Iceman, it was, it was really weird. Oh, but it was great to see him, you know, just like, wow. It was. Another name it was. You can't beat Father Time, man. Another I mean, name that right. has been mentioned, that's but it was right. nice to see Clyde the Glide Drexler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was so nice and, to and see him. And, of course, him. let's. Let's not talk. Yeah. Let's not forget the drama. You know, um, Kevin Garnett purposely ignored. Um, uh, what's his name? He left the team with the Miami. Uh, oh, uh, Ray Allen. Ray yeah. Allen. Yeah, that was, If you haven't seen that, go on the internet and see that. Clip <laughs> where he put his head up in the air and ignored him. That's know, funny. And all That's that. Funny. And of course, you know, there's all that long-standing crap between Jordan and Isaiah. So it, it's. Wasn't without drama, but it was still a nice moment. And then, of course, yeah. guys, there was the game itself, uh, which for three quarters mm-hmm. was so unbelievably boring. Um, <laughs> just kind of guys doing warm up. <laughs> like, yeah, throwing shit serious? off the backboard. It's yeah. bad enough to slam dunk competition stunk. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. But this was just terrible. There was only one amazing thing, and Trey Young to John ja Morant. When he did the 360 in mid, yeah, that was cool. That was like, wow. Yeah, that, well, I saw These young players today, man. It, I have never seen stuff, the skill level that we have in the NBA right now. John yeah, Morant is from another planet. Yep. yep. Trey Young is great. And then and these guys are so little. You know what I'm saying? They're like 6'1 and, and, and things like that. And then you got these big guys like the Joker, uh, Jokic. I mean, you got seven footers now. Him, MB, these guys can shoot threes all day long. It's crazy, and uh, I, I can't stand him. But Steph Curry is from another planet, man. You know, you yeah. love to that hate dude. him being a Cleveland sixteen three pointers. But to watch Woo! what he did last night, you just had to be. You know, you had to. Give My him mom a- was jumping off the couch, man. It was insane. This guy was hitting him from half court and walking the other way before it even went in the basket. I was like, wow. I did like the. I did like the intro when they introduced him and the fans are booing him. He just kind of went, yeah, thank uh, you. yeah. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> but here's the thing, guys, what I took away from this. Yep. Northeast Ohio represented last night. Oh, sure. It Absolutely. was in Cleveland. They did a phenomenal job. You had two Cavs players who did a phenomenal mm-hmm. job. Steph Curry won the MVP, born in Akron. Mm-hmm. In the yeah. same hospital as LeBron James, who hit the yeah. game-winning shot and won the game. Mm-hmm. So we were well-represented last night. 
You had a couple more guys on the NBA 75th team. One guy was from yes. uh, Ohio, yeah, Middleton, Ohio. Ohio. Yes. I can't think of his yep. name. Yes. And then, of course, Lenny Wilkins. Uh, and, of course, Macy Gray is from, from Ohio as well. Yeah, she is. Yeah. So, yeah. Very, very, very you know, I, I will say at least. Grayfish. I am glad at least they changed the format of the All-Star game to where at least you do these. I like the quarter thing. It's Because it was like. It's more interesting. I don't want to see 180 to 170. Not right. interesting at all. Right. But they do it by the quarters. I did like that. And they had the tie, the quarters, of course. And then they set a score, which set up the little mini drama with uh, LeBron, you know, right. taking, the, taking the last shot. So yeah, well, I, I do at least like it keeps it at least somewhat entertaining, interesting. That's interesting. And I like it, too. And I also like the fact it's not East versus West anymore. They're picking yeah, I like teams. That too. And yeah. so that could be more interesting match. Uh, matchups or combinations, if you will, but they got to do something about the beginning of this game. This, this, you know, Cougars and down the court, nobody guards you. Layups. Yeah. I mean, nobody wants to sit and watch that for three quarters, man. I understand yeah. there's a, the the injury thing, but come on, she wish. <laughs> but the end of it, it was worth it. Worth it to see. That got pretty pretty doggone good. So, yeah, um, that was good to watch. That was my take on uh, on on sports. Just a couple of things, guys, to, to point out. Music, real quick. Music. Uh, this day in music. Couple interesting things. Um, some good, some number one hits. Uh, two of my favorite songs in history. Uh, Benny King's uh, "Stand by Me" went to number one in nineteen eighty-seven. Of course, year we graduated from high school, and. That song was released in 1961, but it didn't hit number one until the movie came out. Um, so, you know, good for Benny King. Posthumously had a number one hit. Um, also, uh, Oh, What a Night by the Four Seasons went to number one. Uh, I do like that song, one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. And um, Simon and Garfunkel went to number one with Bridge Over Troubled Water, one of the original duos. Um, we don't see a whole lot of duos anymore. We grew up, of course, with the uh, Hall of Notes and and things like that. But that was the original duo. Yep. Um, and guys, nineteen eighty six. Uh, in my opinion, one of the most important albums ever uh, to come out in in our neck of the woods. Master of Puppets by Metallica was released. Um, some of the greatest songs in metal history are on that album. Of course, it was the yep. last album with bassist Cliff Burton, mm-hmm. who was killed in an mm-hmm. auto uh, accident. Right here behind me. There he is. Yes. Cliff, there's yes. Cliff right here. It's and a the, lot of camera angle, but yes. yes. And in the article I read, it said that in most metal circles, considered the most important metal album of all time. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the song Master of Puppets and my favorite Metallica song of all time, Sanitario, which I think is an absolute masterpiece. My one band plays that song. It is one of the hardest songs to play ever. Master of Puppets. Skinner? It is my favorite album from Metallica out of all of them. Um, Okay. Yeah, it's Ride to Lightning is another one. I like the old school Metallica. Yeah, Ride to Lightning is my favorite. Horseman's (laughs) probably my favorite I can't even say it's my favorite song because one is my favorite song from A Justice for All, but yeah. Ride to Lightning yeah. um, had Four Horsemen, which is an incredible song, but there's some... Actually, Kill Em All, actually. Kill, you're right, Kill Em All. I'm yeah, sorry. Kill Em All. Kill Em All, yeah. But, man, that album, it came out in 1986. I was 15 years old, and it was the most incredible thing I ever heard. You know, When that came out, yeah. I went to Coconuts <clears throat> up at Rolling Acres Mall 
the day they they um they oh, they released that album i was in line to go get that thing my mom took me up there and let me go get that thing when when we were young so incredible oh. album oh let me share my memory with you when that album came out i knew metallica was going to be big when that album came out you know why i saw it advertised on entertainment tonight oh wow mm-hmm. remember that show I do. john tesh sure. And I was like, really? I can't believe they're pushing this album. John Tesham talking about it. I said, Metallica's going to be huge. They're going to be huge. And sure enough. Who would have known that they were going to be as big as they are? Yes. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, as I go back and forth between Ride of Lightning and Master Puppets. It depends on my mood, I think, as far as though it's the greatest Metallica album. and one of the. But, yeah, like you say, there's not many albums these days that you listen to start to finish. And that's definitely one album you could put on this listen start mm-hmm. to finish. And you're not gonna you're not gonna skip a song because they, they're yeah. all terrific in their own unique way. Even the deeper cuts. Yes. Like uh, the thing that should not be right. I love I love I love the instrumental Orion, Orion at the end yeah, of that I was one. Say Orion's one of my favorites. <laughs> so cool. And uh yeah, just a terrific, terrific album. And I I, I remember going up to Rolling Acres with a buddy, uh, the late uh, Todd Hammond, one of my best friends in uh, high school and you know, he got that tape, put it in. At the time, I was still sort of, I'm not sure if I like metal or not, uh-huh. listening. And listening that Metallica was definitely one band that got me into that whole thing. And that album was definitely, I, I don't know, just it's like you say, a whole other yeah. level. It, it, I, it, without an album like that, metal, mainstream oh. metal may not exist at the level Excellent that it certainly point. did in the 80s at yeah. the very least. That is a great point. And, of course, they did what no other band did by infiltrating the charts. Uh, of course, Quiet Riot had the first number one uh, metal mm-hmm. album. So kudos to them. Right. But, yeah, I get, to, you know, I appreciate uh, Kill Em All because of, like, Skinner's Dead Four Horsemen, one of my favorite songs, probably the first Metallica song yep. I ever played. And, um Ride the Lightning, man, it's tough between Ride the Lightning and Master of Putnam. Ride the Lightning just has so many iconic songs, man, for whom the bell tolls. Um, yeah. And, of course, you know, um, there are songs on there that might not be as well known, but they are masterpieces. If you ever want to understand who Metallica is, listen to the last 20 seconds of Call of Cthulhu. Call of Cthulhu. That is oh, a yeah. powerful ending. <laughs> I'm like, wow, man. And of course, yeah. As we know, too, go sorry. Go I ahead. was going to say, "Creeping Death," another another classic yep. song. Yeah, yeah. Those guys too, as we know. I mean, that was in the era of. It's like you know, so many more, so many bands were starting to go to that glam route, mm-hmm. and the spandex and all that shit. And Metallica said, "No, no, thank you. We're right. going to come out here. We're going to wear our jeans." And Cliff Burton had, I think, two hundred uh, misfit shirts. Is yeah. about all he uh-huh. had. Maybe like three. Really, I said two hundred. Probably like three or four. Mm-hmm. And that's it. We're going to wear jeans, our T-shirt. We're going to come out here and just kick your ass. And right. that's it. And that that that's that's yeah, all we needed. It. And they were wrong. It's a real, sh- it, it a real shame. It, and you wonder what could have been without that terrible accident with Cliff Burton and what they would have done Very tragic, if they yes. could if they if they wouldn't have lost him. It probably would have been a you know, whole different sound for many years I think to come. So. If he would have survived, so yeah, I think so. I think he was a a, a driving force in that band, and oh, the direction kind of changed a little bit after him. So, okay, yep. so um, I think that's about it in music. Uh, Celine Dion, blah blah blah, whatever. 
Britney Spears lost a court case for custody to her kids today to Kevin Federline. Whoop-de-doo. And, of course, there was Rihanna getting her getting beat up by uh, Chris Brown. Chris Brown, whole thing, yeah. There's one other thing, but I think that's about it, guys. Uh, no significant birthdays that we really care about. So, with that being said, we're going to turn over to a little bit of pop culture with fish. Pop culture. All right. Let's talk about some stuff in this week in pop culture history. So, not a whole lot of new stuff that was more significant. And Keith, and we talked about Peacemaker. We'll talk about that maybe more next week, the Peacemaker finale with okay. the looking at the well, time. I a lot of notes about that. Yeah, so yeah, we'll talk more about that. But at the very least, Peacemaker, the, the soundtrack is terrific. So, we'll talk more about it. But, oh, my uh, gosh, is it terrific? Go ahead, buddy. This week in uh, uh, pop culture history, Tomorrow, so today is February 21st. Tomorrow is a u- very unique day in 22222. Mm-hmm. And it's two, uh, but Tuesday. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It's weird. So I don't really play the lottery tomorrow or maybe just not leave the house tomorrow. Not really sure One what the uh, other, yeah. we should do. <laughs> but anyways, uh, tomorrow in the year 1980 is the anniversary of the Miracle on Ice, which is... Some people actually think that's what the U.S. when they won a medal in the okay. Olympics. And actually, that did not happen. Mm-mm. That was, uh, as we know, that uh, you know, well, as, as I don't know if we, we know, but uh, they defeated Russia uh, to advance to the medal game. When then they won the gold medal against Finland. There's trivia for right. you. Uh, but definitely a huge moment in Olympics history, and the great Al Michaels uh, uh, voiced that uh, moment. You know, it's it's a marriage. Do you believe in miracles? Yes, type thing. Mm-hmm. But just let me reflect on the you know the Olympics just ended. Very lackluster Olympics this year. Not a lot of, mo- and there's certainly been big Olympic moments over time. But yeah, is is the big Olympic moments? Is it gone? Is it just simply that it just haven't happened? Or are we paying as much attention? Uh, why aren't we really, are, are you that interested in the Olympics in general these days? I don't know. Hmm. Skinner, do you have any thoughts on the, just the, the Olympics in general? Are you as interested in them? It's not a passion. I don't know. It's not a passion of mine, but I do enjoy watching it when it's on. Um, this year got marred with that 15-year-old um, from Russia that got hit with doping. And um, she was allowed to compete, even though she shouldn't have even been allowed yeah. on the ice. Um, that's crap. You yeah. know, you can say she's only 15. She didn't know what she's doing. Well, uh, come to find out in an interview she had, she actually did know what was being put in her body. But I think that marred the, the Olympics at the very beginning. Um, another one was that uh, Schiffer chick, the downhill skier that lost her dad like two years ago. She was in five events and crashed in four of them. Um, she was supposed to come away with three or four gold medals, and she couldn't make it down the hill. So it was lackluster, like you said. I'm not a fanatic, but I enjoy watching it when it's on. I don't know what they can do to bring back the enthusiasm because there really wasn't much. Yeah. Keith, Olympics in general, what do you think? <sighs> okay, you asked a question. I, I think they'll they'll come back. There'll always be moments because there'll always be – that incredible athlete at some point in time is going to rise again. Mm-hmm. This uh, Winter Olympics was like, blah. I barely watched it. 
Yeah. Um, Skinner hit it on the head. It was marred with so much crap. Uh, one thing he did not bring up was, of course, the transgender participant, which I think ticked a lot of people off in the whole Olympic thing. Um, oh, yeah. We talked about that. Prior. Yeah. yeah. And so I, it just was those moments weren't there. The last moments I remember that were like, boom, not recently, but before Simone Biles, um, her domination in the Olympics. And of course, go back a few years. My last greatest moment was watching Michael Phelps. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was amazing. That was just <clears throat> something to behold. But uh, other than that, it's been a while, and we're due for somebody. Um, and and there's always somebody. You know, these kids are getting better, faster, stronger, more amazing every day. Someone is going to rise up in some sport and capture our imagination. And we'll get another Olympic moment. But I think right now, the way the world is, with the whole COVID thing and whatnot, we're just all in a little different kind of a mode right now. Yeah, I'm with you. It definitely takes a, a lot away when you can't have that level of you know, the spectators like mm-hmm. they could. And it definitely takes away a lot of the energy levels and so forth. Yeah, I'm with you. There'll be, there'll be other moments. But you know, that one is certainly uh, amongst the top of all time, at least from a U.S. Olympics yeah. uh, perspective. And by the way, great movie. If you've never seen it, there's a there's a movie that Kurt Russell plays the coach. It might be on you know, Disney Plus. I'm not sure. I think it's called The Miracle on Ice. Oh, yeah. or Miracle uh, yeah. or something like that. About that story. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. It's a fun movie. Uh, well done, entertaining. So a good Isn't family movie. If you're oh, yeah. Something. Don't forget, too. Isn't my favorite was watching Usain Bolt just oh, yeah. dominate. That was. He was terrific. He was Isn't terrific. there another one called Lake Placid? Was a movie about No, the- that's a horror movie. Okay. You're I'm getting that confused of, uh, with somebody else. All right. Yeah, I think you're right. It is a, it is a horror yeah, movie? Because yeah. I, I, right. I know what you're talking about. The Olympics was at Lake Placid. That's why I thinking that the, the <laughs> okay. movie had something to do with the Olympics, but I guess not. Now, see, I'd watch that. <laughs> 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 that would be fun sport. <laughs> Get killed. <laughs> All right, on on February the twenty seventh, uh, back in nineteen eighty. I thought this was interesting. The first and last Grammy for Best Disco Recording was that year. And uh, let's see. I Will Survive by Gloria Gaynor was the big winner that evening. The other nominees were, we already mentioned Earth, Wind & Fire for Boogie Wonderland. Great song also. Michael Jackson for Don't Stop Till You Get Enough. I think that was an off-the-wall album before he hit it huge with Thriller. Uh, Donna Summer for Bad Girls and Rod Stewart for Do You Think I'm Sexy, which has a little resurgence on social media these days. But mm-hmm. So definitely big disco-type songs at the time, 1980, and that was about it. It's interesting how the different uh, you know, music fads sort of just kind of quietly fade away. But um, yeah, so great songs there in that playlist. Yeah. And you know, so disco in general, you know, certainly at the time, people had a lot of, you know, they had a lot of, if you, you, either you liked disco or you probably hated it and you wanted to hear more rock music and all that, and the music was definitely changing in that era. But uh, I don't know, disco in general, for me personally, I love it. My mom had disco albums around the house. We talked about this on prior episodes. So, you know, my dad had the classic rock stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, so I could play all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And the mom had ABBA and Earth, Wind, and Fire and all these great disco bands. So as we all know, growing up, one of the first exposures of music you're going to have on demand is whatever the hell your parents had in the house. Right. 
like it or love it or, or, or hate it. Uh, so it, it just got ingrained in me, and I love it to this day. So it's just fun, innocent music gets you, gets me going. I like it still. So uh, I don't know, Keith. Any thoughts on the, uh, the, sure. the the kind of the rise and the fall of disco? Is that something that you miss? Do you enjoy it? You want to hear more of that type of stuff? I, there I, are some. There you. are some influences. I appreciate every music. Period. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like love it all. Good, good criticizing. Just appreciate it all. Um, that category you talked about, boy, what a tough category. Uh, sure. Because those are just all great songs. I don't, I don't know how any of those songs could be bigger than uh, Boogie Wonderland, Earth, Wind, and Fire. But I think the song "I Will Survive" resonated with people on an emotional level. So that's yeah. probably why it won. But um, Disco Randa's course. Uh, yeah. Times had been changing. And one of the things I've been going over with my kids in my music class is how every music has its culture. It's more than just a genre. There's a culture that goes with it. Mm -hmm. We started off talking about rap sure. because rap was probably the newest and most original American music form since jazz and um, or well, rock and roll. But. Uh, there was a culture behind it. It had its own language. We heard words we never heard before. We heard terms we never heard before, like, what's a sucker MC? You know what I'm saying? The gold chains, the baggy clothes. But I had to come back and tell them every music has its genre. I remember uh, being, I was playing drums in a metal band, and some jazz band was playing down the street, and their drummer got arrested or something, and they like didn't want to cancel. I'm like, dude, you got to come play for us. Like, dude, I don't know a thing you guys play. They spent thirty minutes on the phone begging me, and I told them I couldn't do it. They convinced me I could. I went down there to play for them, and I I remember how it was so weird. Here I am hanging out at Crossroads in the Agora. Hey, what's up, bud? What's up, dude? Give me a beer. Give me a brewski. And here I'm in this place. Everybody's like, "Would you like a cocktail?" And it was just so weird how everything was different from the terminology. So every genre has its own culture, and the culture of disco was fading. So the music had to fade. The, the, sh the clothing, yeah. uh, the closing of Studio 54, all these things sure. were changing. So disco had to fade. I think it was great that it did. Now it's like a nostalgia thing, and I think it's awesome. And, uh, you know, it is what it is. Skinner, disco? I'm not a disco fan. I wasn't back then. Uh, when I think of disco, I think of the bell-bottom jeans and the afros, and it didn't matter if you were black, white, purple, or green. Everybody had afros back then. Uh, the um, what do they call the the type of collars that they wore back then as well? Butterfly collars. Yeah. Yes. That's what I yep. think about now. The music. I like the music. I don't hate it, uh, but it's not a go-to for me. Um, the songs that you mentioned that were up for uh, the Grammy, there, those were fantastic songs. Even with Rod, I hate to say it because I'm not a Rod Stewart fan. But that was a really good song as well. So, um, yeah, like he said, it ran its course, just like a lot of the other genres um, have come and gone. Um, they resurrect in a different style. But uh, we'll probably see it someday. It might be not quite the disco that we remember. Maybe is a form of it come up uh, sometime down the Who road. Who knows? Yeah. yeah, it does hang on. It's like you, you know, you, you have different phenomenons like the the Mamma Mia musical and the movie, mm -hmm. which showcases ABBA's songs. And hell, for that matter, ABBA got back together, sure did, recently, and put out a new album 
last November. So there's brand new ABBA music out there. They're going to do like a virtual concert. Uh, I think sometime this year they're going to do that. So yeah, so it does still live on in 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 many respects. So I think a lot of these uh, artists and genres, it benefits them for their time to be over. Wait about 10, 15 years, and then you become nostalgic, and you're bigger and making more yeah. money than you ever could have. Nah. I mean, yeah, the, the right. Eagles couldn't have kept going on. They weren't selling top 10 albums. They go away for 10, 15 years. They come back and start charging $200 a ticket. You know what I'm saying? That's so right. it is what it is. But yeah. Fish, you made a really great point. You were like, yeah, you know, disco was, was popular, but we still had our classic rock albums. People act like there was nothing else going on but disco. You have to realize right. something. If disco was here alive today, nobody would have a problem with it because it would be right to mix with everything else. You only had so much radio and so many TV stations, and disco was the flavor of the month, so that's what was dominating. Other music was still going on. There was still rock music. And there was no such thing as sure. classic rock back then. It was rock. It's classic rock now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. So those there were still bands rocking while disco was out. Now you can hear anything you want. You can stream it. You can watch it on multiple TV stations. You know, you got YouTube. So it's no big deal. Yeah, frankly, we, we you know maybe we'll get into it more in another episode. But if we get if if I was given the choice, the only thing you can listen to. The rest of your days is the complete music catalog from a particular decade. That's it. That's all you get. Wow. You could pick the decade, right? The 70s for me would be a strong consideration because of the variance of type of styles and music that were out there. Like you say, you got the disco stuff, you got the light rock stuff, and the rock stuff. There's some really, really good stuff in there. Maybe we'll talk about that yeah. more in another episode there. But yeah, so. Fun stuff, like you said, kind of rain its core. And you know what? Actually, in you guys listening to us out there right now, in Germany and otherwise, just be aware you are listening to future nostalgia right now. You don't even know it. Ah. So in in ten to fifteen years from now, they're going to wheel us in here, and we're still be doing this show. And you're going to say, you know, those guys. I listened to them back in 2022, back before they were much of anything at all and now it's just there it is super nostalgic i like it i like it. <laughs> i like it well some of us might maybe one of us might be in an urn or something oh my gosh but yes, we're go- I, we're I hope not camp. it's just a joke <laughs> yeah yeah so anyway on that note but if you're listening, you might be listening to us right now. Maybe you're hearing this right now. It's 10, 15 years from now. Maybe that is. That's it. Yeah. So if you're listening to us now in 20, uh, uh, 42, thank you for listening. We appreciate that. And we hope that you're enjoying the, the nostalgia, just like many people enjoy disco music from 1980. So on that note, Skinner, will you kindly take us out? Please, I just want to sir. say one thing. If you're listening to yes. us right now, 10 or 15 yep. years down the road, Help! I'm in the mm-hmm. basement. <laughs> <laughs> they won't let me out. I answered one too many Tinder requests. Yes. <laughs> I'm stuck it out here. I can't get. I can't get out of here. On yeah. that note, for Brian Fisher, yep. Keith Porter, I'm Michael Skinner. We're the guys from Gen X. We appreciate your listening ears for the last hour, and we will talk to you next week. Have yourself a great week.
French. Holy goodness, Kellogg's Mini Wheats. But the delicious frosted side makes the rich kid in me open wide. The nutritious shredded wheat helps keep me on my toes. But the little ballerina in me thinks the taste steals the show. Kellogg's Mini Wheats. Wholesome shredded wheat for the adult in you. Great taste for the kid in you. So they're delicious and nutritious. The whole grain wheat really packs a crunch. But the delicious taste gives it just the right punch. This is, this is my mic keeps going out. Say something entertaining in it. Maybe it'll keep working. <laughs> well, I'm I'm screwed. <laughs>